not going to read all of that. There are certain things that I would really in the entire second chapter, uh, but due to the limitations of time, I did not want to read all of that uh, chapter. Uh, so I do want to highlight certain. Now, you know, it's always had highlighted in on my iPad certain scriptures that I wanted to point out in this chapter. And of course, uh, I get here Sunday and what I highlighted is gone. You know, it always works that way, right? You know, I was highlighted, you know, all week. And uh, I get here today, no highlight. <laughs> so I'll read the first six verses and then try to skip down and read a few other verses. Once you find it, you please stand for the reading of God's word. <clears throat> when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a bound wind came from heaven. Filled the house where they were sitting, they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now there were staying in Jerusalem, God feared Jews from every nation heaven when they heard this sound. Put a pin there. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, aren't all of those who are speaking the language? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our native language? Also want to skip down. We skip down into the chapter. I'm trying to find it as I said that. Verse 37.
much of this verse has to do with what we hear. So we put a tag on this. Um, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? The day of Pentecost came, we learned from the scriptures that they were all together in one place. According to the initial verses, uh, the first verse, that's what it says. It says, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Some reason those words really stood out to me, that they were all together in one place. If we could only come together as a people, if we could only come together as a city, if we could only come together as a county, if we could only come together as a state, if we could only come together as a nation. The sound that they produced was also a byproduct of them coming together. What a beautiful sound, heaven's sound, resounding at this particular time, this great sound of God's Spirit descending upon them, all that had come together. They were together long enough to experience a miracle. If we could only come together long enough for God to provide a miracle in our lives. If we could come together and hear each other in our native languages. In our native languages. If you could understand my language. If you really could understand my language, then you would be able to understand me. If you could understand, if you could only speak my language and I could speak your language. Y'all do know we speak different languages, right? No two people are really the same. We speak different languages. So, if we can understand the language of someone who has a learning disability, but works hard. If we can only understand the language of the immigrant parent who's just trying to seek for a better life for her family. If we can only understand the language of the teenage boy who needs some male mentors but loves to gravitate towards the street. If we can only understand the language, if we can understand the language of that male, that boy who wears his pants really too low down here and t-shirts all the time and tatted up, if we can only understand the language we can really understand 
the language, if we can understand the language of the elderly person who's been independent most of his or her life and works, has worked hard, but only to find himself coming up short in return. If we can only understand that language, language of that person that somehow can't process the way they used to process, can't think the way they used to think, but was sharp at one point. If we can only understand their language, if we can understand the language of that mom, that single parent mom who works hard constantly all the time trying to raise her children, but somehow just comes up short if we could only understand the language. If we could understand the language. See, we all, once again, come from different backgrounds, different core things that have shaped us. And oftentimes, what I'm saying can be Greek to you. If you could only understand my language, language, maybe we could hear each other. You could speak, you could only speak someone else's language. Maybe we could hear what we're constantly speaking. You could only understand the language, the history of African Americans in this country. Maybe we could hear. We could only understand the history of black and brown. Maybe we could hear. There's a language being spoken all the time. Can we hear each other? If we can only understand the language of many of my white friends today who feel the pain and the, ag the agony and the frustration of their forefathers who did and committed certain things but don't want to be seen as them. If we could only understand the language. There's a language constantly being spoken. In seminary I read a book called A Different Voice. In this book, it talks about the differences between men and women and how they speak a different language. You only have to be in a relationship a short period of time and understand to understand that we do speak a different language, male and female. Yet we do not speak the same language. I'm here to tell you. No, no. Blue is not blue. Blue to my wife becomes green, and green to me, you know, it's, it's a different language, y'all. If I say red, it's really not red, it's, it's yellow. So, you know, we speak different languages, female and male. Y'all have a, we have a whole different language we speak, and that's part of the problem is everybody's speaking this language and nobody's communicating because nobody's hearing nobody, anybody. If we could only speak the same language. In order to do that, I believe first I want to 
that let me, let me back up because I'm going too deep into my message now. Let me back up. I don't want to get that far in. <laughs> but in order to hear each other, oftentimes we need to understand each other's language. The great revelation of Pentecost was around what they heard. It was around what they heard several times in this text that I read this morning. It, it, it deals with what they heard. That's the great revelation of Pentecost. It was what they heard. God poured out his spirit. But the result was their ability to what hear. It's what they heard. And I believe it was a miracle what God was saying. Can you hear me now? It was a miracle that God was saying, can you hear me now? Because here's the thing, verse 6 says, when they heard, come on now, when they heard, did you see it? Verse 6, it says, when they heard, there's this subtle implication that maybe they had not been hearing what before, but when they heard, the implication that, wait a minute, wait a minute, God's been speaking, but you have not been what? Listening. And so now God pours his spirit, does this miracle, and basically, I love, can I just, can I, can I, can I explain it like in, in how I see it? You know, God, God pours out his spirit upon people and now sits back and says, can you hear me now? I've been trying to get your attention for years and years, for a thousand years, over a thousand years. I've been speaking and speaking and speaking. Matter of fact, we know the day of Pentecost was prophesied, it, that it would come. But now, all of a sudden, it leads to this powerful manifestation of God. And God is simply saying, can you hear me Peter's message and were saved. Watch this. 
verse 41. Look at that real quick. Those who accepted, look at that real, real carefully. Those who accepted, what are you saying, preacher? What I'm saying is everybody didn't accept. Look at the text. The text says those who accepted, and they were they were about what three thousand. So that that tells me that it tells us what that everybody didn't accept it. That there were some people that refused it. Still, thousands of some years later, all the things that God has done doing, and God is constantly saying, "Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now?" I'm just wondering sometimes, what will it take for God to hear you, for you to hear God? So that was this outpouring of the Spirit at this particular time. Peter preaches this great, powerful, Holy Spirit-driven message. And those that accepted were about 3,000, but it says all of them. Now, we, if that was not all who were present. There were people that still wouldn't walked away. After all of that, I think God is constantly moving in, our, in and out of our lives and saying, can you hear me now? <laughs> what will it take for you to listen to God? Number one, we have to accept the message that God has given us. Look, you, I've learned that oftentimes what God has to say to me, I don't like it. <laughs> I, I'm just being honest. God will say some things to you you don't like. God will show you yourself in a way that you just want to reject it. What all packaged up, tied up, nice, pretty, neat. Matter of fact, we don't don't talk to me any kind of old way because I ain't gonna listen. But God will talk to you the way God chooses to talk to you. But oftentimes we don't accept it because it ain't packaged the way we want it to be packaged. If you don't have it tied up in a bow, if you don't deliver it to me the right way, if you don't say the right words, then we're ready to reject it. And you know what I've learned? Oftentimes God comes and speaks to you the very way you don't like him speaking to you. And then he sits back and he says, can you hear me now? Accept. It's not that God hasn't spoken to you. It's the fact that you have not accepted what he spoke. God's constantly speaking. This Pentecost was not the first time that it had been spoken. God had showed sign after sign after sign. All of them should have gotten it that day. Everybody should have gotten it that day. 
actually said, can I put this in context? You see, really it was what, 120. It was only 120. The 3,000 came afterwards, you know. But it was 120. It should have been more than the 120 that experienced the Pentecost. Because God had already been what? Speaking and speaking and speaking and saying, what? Can you hear me now? But there were those that were what? Rejecting and rejecting and rejecting his message. Look, let me just ask you. Where are you rejecting? Where, where are you rejecting God and what God has for you? You may want to do a self-examination right now. Because the things that God is trying to pour into your life are maybe the things that he's trying to give you right now. It's just not being packaged the way you think it ought to be packaged. And you've been rejecting it and rejecting it and rejecting it and saying no and saying no, 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 no. And God keeps handing you, watch this, if it looks the same way, it keeps trying to bless you the same way, but you want it different. Uh, I wish I had somebody in here. Maybe at some point you ought to decide that God, I'm ready to receive accept what you're speaking to me. Look at somebody and say, can you hear him now? Okay, y'all. Now this is crazy. I, I gotta tell you, this is crazy. I, I promise you, I come back to my my iPad. And it's hollering. Do you see that? There were no highlights. I was looking for all my highlights. Now all of a sudden my highlights popped up. Look, can you hear me now? won't speak. <laughs> See, there are those that will what? They will minimal, minimalize this kind of situation and this experience. All of a sudden, it's not God. It was just something that happened. It was just an error, a glitch in the computer, you know. And so they logically process it all. Don't you know you locked? But that was God speaking right there. Say, can you hear me now? Will you accept when I reveal who I am in your life? That's crazy. Matter of fact, my computer, my, my laptop wasn't even on that page. How did it get to that page? To that, to, to, I, was, I was in my message, not in the, oh, man.
see, that was good to me. That hit way deep down in, my, in the bones of my soul, right? You know, that was, that was good. Didn't hit anybody else, it got me. Secondly, secondly, we hear God when we're obedient to God's word. They show all of these clips of him going to all of these different spots because back then, y'all, you know, the coverage areas back then weren't, weren't as wide and as extensive as they are now. Y'all remember? So, so uh, mobile companies would fight over who had the what? The most coverage. 
And so the commercial was built around the fact that, that Verizon was saying, you know what, we've got what all of the, we got the most coverage, but no matter, see what I remember back then is that no matter how extensive the coverage was, there were dead zone areas, regardless, there were dead spots all over the place. I know I got to wrap up, y'all. I got to get out of here, so I'm getting ready to close. But here's the thing. There are no dead zone areas with God. Watch it, watch it. God has covered the whole earth. I made sure that you can hear him no matter where you are. Watch it, watch it. If you end up in hell, he can still, what, hear you. If you end up in a storm, he can still, look, I don't care how loud the thunder is roaring in your life, he can still hear you. Because there are no dead zones in your life. Watch this, watch this. And so therefore, when we begin to accept the things of God, when we accept God, when we begin to receive from God, doesn't matter where we are, God can speak to us supernaturally in the context of where we are. Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego, he still spoke. Ox Daniel and the lion said, he still spoke. And to your enemies, he'll look at your enemies. And watch this, watch this, because even when Daniel, when Shadrach and them three Hebrew boys were in the fiery pit, it was King, what was that, King Nebuchadnezzar, or King Nebuchadnezzar, wait a minute, wait a minute, did we not throw just three of them in there? And now I see a fourth one walking around. And so in the real sense, God was using that situation for Nebuchadnezzar. And he was saying, Nebuchadnezzar, can you hear me now? Look, God will confuse your enemies and call your enemies. how loud your enemies get and they will get loud. I need somebody to understand that. But God can speak louder in a way <laughs> and show your enemies and confuse your enemies in a way and place your enemies under your feet in a way <laughs> and then raise the interrogatory. Can you hear me now?
what you're facing. I don't know what battle you're in. And I don't know how loud it is right now in your life. But God can speak and God is speaking. Right now. I need somebody to understand that it's loud, but God is speaking right now in your life. And he's saying, this is for somebody, you have all that you need. 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 There's nothing missing. There's nothing lacking. With me, you have all that you need. If God be for you, who can be against you? Look, it's time to stop allowing the noise around you to affect the God that's in you. Ooh, I just said something. something. Stop allowing the noise around you to be louder than the God that's in you. Ooh, can you hear me now? Because the God in you is greater than all of the things that are around you. I, 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 y'all don't understand what I'm preaching right now. See, there is war on, side, on the outside of you, but what's on the inside of you is greater than the war that's on the outside. See, what's on the inside of you is a victory, and God keeps shouting victory on the inside. Even when it looks like you're losing, you still winning. You need to act like you're winning. Because God is saying, can you hear me now? Victory, victory, victory. You already have victory. You've got to listen to what's on the inside of you, the power that's on the inside of you. It's already a declared victory. It's already a healing. That there's already a breakthrough on the inside of you. There's joy on the inside of you, even when there's sadness all around you. That's why it says what we've been may endure for a night. But joy cometh in the morning. It's on the inside of you. Can you My name is Nicholas Worse. I'm the executive minister here at One Fellowship Church in Waco, Texas. I just want to say thank you for listening. You can learn more about our church online at onefellowshipumc.org. And you can like us on Facebook to stay up to date with all the latest events in our community. Please feel free to share this message and others online so that more people can learn about what God is doing here at One Fellowship. Thank you and God bless.